0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle, where we are here to do one thing, and that is focus on finding a way to get 1% better. Good morning to the huddle crew as they roll in. Nick Mao, Greg Goldstein, Melissa K. Green, Jody, Jonathan, Jamie. And of course, the first one here this morning was Eddie Dykes because he, I'm sure he is excited to uh, see his son step into the spotlight today. I'm excited about getting to have Jesse Dykes, uh, Eddie's son and heir to the throne at Weston Jewelers on the show with us to talk about what it's like growing up in uh, an entrepreneurial family and a retail family and some great stuff. There is Steve Nudelberg, who is also here this morning. And so with speaking of Steve, we have to make the announcement that it is none other than the great Jake Nudelberg's birthday today. 25 years ago, I was almost 12 years old and I got the call that they were headed to the hospital and my brother was being born. And uh, it's been a great 25 years ever since then. I put together a little bit of a montage for his birthday, but before we can get to that, let's get to some wake up music. We're going to come back. We're going to celebrate Jake's birthday. Then we're going to introduce Jesse and we're going to have a great Noodleberg daily huddle. So let's wake up. Jake and I have a very interesting relationship 11 and a half years apart. I wrote about it this morning in my LinkedIn post, but that kind of spacing uh creates a very unique relationship. Blurs that line of mentor and brother and friend and coach and you know, sometimes you're competing against each other, but at times in your life you're so far apart in age that you're not really competing, you're more in like totally different phases of life. So I feel very, very, very fortunate to have been around to uh, help Jake navigate his life, to have him help me navigate mine and to have him as my right-hand man. Shane, do you want to wish Jake a happy birthday? I do. Happy birthday, Jake. We probably needed some help navigating
1: uh, Vegas yesterday.
0: <laughs> Which I'm sure, I'm sure that, the, but I mean, you know, the, it looked like the, uh, the speaking engagement went great the training went great with uh training, babe. We'll, give, we'll give we'll give pops his, his little, there it his little is plug. so there's dad with the ad media group yesterday jake was there taking the pictures so he's not in the photo but uh awesome awesome jay
1: ran playing from 2500
0: miles away because uh had a little technical difficulty so. i love it adapt adjust and overcome and that's how you know we just get it done right it doesn't matter what's happening where it's happening we find a way to get it done, but so Jakester, happy birthday to you! Here is a montage for you oh, to celebrate hold on. your day. Um, it didn't. I don't know why it didn't download properly. Oh, I'm sorry, Jake. Give me one second. <laughs> give me, give me one second. I don't know why it didn't download properly. Oh, hold so Jake, we had a really nice montage. I we sent do, we today do. We did. all do. of these pictures from all of these other from all this whole time frame that we've been together in life. And uh, now we're not going to get to show it because it didn't download properly. So hold on, let me see. Let me see if it should do it real quick. Hopefully, let's see. Let's see if we can adapt to just and overcome. In the meantime, for anybody who was paying attention to sports, there was crazy movement in the NBA last night. Uh, Kevin Durant ends up in Phoenix. Uh, Just crazy stuff happening. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of great things going on, new teams. I don't really follow the NBA like that, but I'm a part of a group chat with Jake and his friend Aiden who keep me educated on the topic. So I know it was crazy, and uh, the amount of money that's being spent on the talent and the way people are moving around in the NBA is absolutely nuts. Shay, do we have the video?
1: It is processed. process. Should be here momentarily, hopefully. I'm hoping.
0: Well, other than that, I'm super excited to have Jesse Dykes on the uh, show this morning. And I'll basically do his intro now before we get to Jake's video. But uh, Jesse and I are very similar. Grew up with dads as entrepreneurs. Grew up uh, with an expectation, I would say, to go into the business. But found a love and a passion for it on our own. And now have the opportunity to work together with our family. So I'm excited to have Jesse on the show, we're going to celebrate All Jake's right. birthday now with this yeah. montage. Then it's we uploading back and I and will, will hit welcome it Jesse to the show. Yeah, Let's go. It is up uploading now. So hold on one second. Oh, we're still not ready. You're killing me, yeah. Shay. Well, it downloaded properly this time. So my apologies, Jake and everybody in the huddle. So, you know, I'm a one man show. I can only. Yeah, I one appreciate one. the uh, the comment on way to fill the air. I'm finding time here. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> yesterday was a great day for us. I had some great coaching calls. Shout out to Kim Opdyke who is a member of the Tech crew, which is a company inside of Sandy Alexander. They do uh, menus and marketing for large, uh, re- large chain restaurants, super cool stuff that they do. And we had a great conversation about nightly preparation for morning routine and how having the right routine at night sets you up for a good morning the next day. That was a great conversation. Rock and roll. Let's now, Shay, we're ready. Excellent. Happy birthday, Jake. Here's your montage. Happy birthday to, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Never understood. Hot someone who stands for good. I have a day He said, I
1: Beautiful, so
0: happy birthday we, Jakester a great montage we just had, of we just had to make Jesse, we had to make Jesse sweat in the back being room a young boy <laughs> so give me Jesse's walk-up music and then we will welcome him to the show let's go Jesse dykes let's get him on Jesse Dykes, welcome to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Do you have any idea why we would have chosen that music for your walk-up music?
1: I was just about to say, uh, thank you for having me first, but I honestly have no idea where that video is from. Uh, (laughs) It's probably embarrassing that I I don't, but I I, I have no idea. Um, Also, that montage, why was there no embarrassing pictures of Jake? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was one.
0: I I spared him, and I tried to keep it more recent. I did spare him. There was one from when we played Miami down here where his hair looks like Peter Brady when he was going through this interesting phase in high school where he just decided not to cut his hair, Uh and uh, he looked exactly like Peter Brady. So I spared him the rest of it, though. But that music, everybody's crazy about a sharp-dressed man because you, sir, are forever dressed to the nines as sharp as could be all the time. So, Jesse Dykes, heir to the throne of Weston Jewelers, welcome to the Noodleberg Huddle. Give us your story. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and uh, how you got to being where you are now.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I grew up in Weston. Um, so, I'm from around this area. How much Hold older on. than
0: Jake are you? You're not 25. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay. You're 26. Yeah. So you're
1: a year older than Jake. So, you were close. To Jake in school yeah so we actually knew each other in middle school and high school um, I think that we first like kind of got to know each other through flag football um, okay. he was like I mean a are younger so obviously I picked on him a little bit when it came to you know, we were we were opposing quarterbacks I um, uh, was like the peak of my my athletic uh, <laughs> athletic,
0: athletic uh, career exactly, yeah <laughs>
1: um, so that's where that's where we be, began to, to become friends um but yes, yeah, so I went to Indiana first for, for uh, college. And then after that. Um, what did you
0: study at Indiana?
1: I studied uh, marketing and advertising, which, okay. you know, as you know, it doesn't really apply much to what I do on a day-to-day basis here. Sure. Um, but I, I had a minor of small business management through Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I, you know, started to understand the business aspect of, of everything here.
0: So let's um, talk a little bit about growing up before you went to college, though, right? Yeah. Like. You grew up inside of a family, your third generation entrepreneur, right? Your grandfather started this, your father took it over. Now you're involved with it. What was it like growing up in that kind of family? Did you grow up inside of a retail store? Were you around the business all the time? What was it like being a kid in that environment?
1: Yeah, well, uh, my dad actually started Western Jewelers himself. Um, He works with my grandpa in the jewelry business. Um, it was, you know, more pawn shop related. You know, different types of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad always had the idea of going into luxury and high end and stuff like that. Um, so when I was a kid, I would actually go to the store quite a bit. And I think when I was either like five or six, I would go behind the counters and start to pretend to like sell to my mom. Um, <laughs> she she always, you know, thought that I would be a great fit for the business and. Obviously, this was uh, something that was kind of set for me, you know, growing up. My dad always wanted me to get involved. Um, As I got older, though, I never really went to the store as much as I probably should have because I would have learned a lot more. Well, did you know,
0: like as a kid, you're growing up there, you're a little kid, you go to work with your parents because you have to and you're there and you kind of get indoctrinated into it. Like I remember going to all of the retail stores for ABC with my dad. Yeah. And like playing with the toy beep or like, you know, the, the model beepers and the model cell phones. And like, to me, they were toys, you know what right. I mean? Right. And like, I was around the business, but you're a kid. When did you like, you know, in high school, did you think you were going to go do your own thing? Did you not see
1: yourself getting into jewelry? I always had one foot in one foot out. Um, okay. And I can actually thank my parents for that because it wasn't something that was forced on me. Yeah. Um, they always wanted me to do whatever I would love to do in life. And I think it really started to, you know, become an actual thing for me where I thought that this was a business that I could see myself in when I went through GIA in New York. Okay. So you graduate from Indiana. Yeah. You come home. Um, So after I graduated from Indiana, I was home for a couple months. Okay. Um, And then I went right up to New York and started the second part of my GIA training. I actually took, the diamond course going into senior year of college. Okay. Um, so it was, that was when I, I first started to get a love for it. Uh, so, so explain like said, like, to
0: people a little bit about who don't understand the jewelry business or might understand the GIA certification, but don't understand what it means to go be trained
1: in it. Um, I mean, honestly, when it, when it comes to diamonds and colored stones, that's like a very you know specific type of, you know, training. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people really don't know about it. So like I see people every day coming in and you know, they're not educated. They don't really know about, you know, diamonds and colored stones and they have to go make a significant purchase, let's say for an engagement. Um, so, you know, especially for me, like I said, like I grew up in it when I was a kid, but you know, I, I didn't really work on a day-to-day basis within the business sure. uh, as I got older. So I was a blank slate going into GIA. Yeah. Um, A lot of the kids that were in my class were international kids. Um, So they, it's a different type of, you know, business when you grow up in wholesale, which is a lot of what the international kids were kind of growing up in. Yeah. Um, So right out of the womb, they were already sorting through diamonds. Like they knew what they were doing. I remember (laughs) the first day when I was at GIA, um, they actually had us grading diamonds to see where we were at to give us like a placement for each kid. Right. And I had no idea how to use any tools, Didn't know, how to pick up a diamond and they're expecting me to put like this whole lab grading, you know, performance together. And I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. We go out for lunch. I kind of separate from the group. This is the first day I called my dad. And I'm like, what the do you have me doing here? I'm never (laughs) going to figure this out. Um, you know, and he's like, don't worry. You'll be fine. Like, you know, you'll figure it out. Blah, blah. And, uh, couple of weeks later he came up we were walking down 47th street which is the diamond district um in new york and i was kind of like wa- walking through the windows like oh, i was like that's a gbs two that's an fbs one blah, blah blah and he stops and he's like who are you and what'd you do to my son <laughs> that's kind of where i was like wow i guess i do know some stuff and then slowly through gia um you know you learn a lot about the details of actual diamonds and colored stones mm-hmm. um all together it's about a an eight month course. Um, I was in New York for a total of about a year and a half, but you know, there's a lot of things that people don't know. Um, be comfortable with price point and all that other stuff. So is that where you
0: would say you kind of found your passion for the actual jewelry business was while you were at GIA studying, or was it, like what did you really fall in love with? Was it the idea of being in retail high-end luxury jewelry or was it the knowledge of the stone and being able to understand what you really represented?
1: It was more so working in retail. Um, Okay, That's usually where I I think that's where I I really began to love it. Yeah. Um, Well, when, when I first came back from New York is when we, we just opened up the hard rock store. Yeah. Um, So, you know, growing up and, and going into you know the store in weston which is a very you know it's a destination location you have a lot of families coming in um so it's it's more of a friendlier environment sure um so when i when i first started working covid had just hit and then we reopened after quarantine um and that's when i first started working in weston because you we were open there first before hard rock sure and man. uh I remember my first three weeks, it was a very slow paced store. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a young kid out of college, like coming right from New York in the city. And I'm like, you know, looking for fast paced, like a lot of th- stuff going on. And, uh, I remember like, it was about three weeks in, I was like, I, I don't know if like, I can do this. Like, you know, this is a, a much slower pace. And like, I need a lot to like, you know, entertain me. And my parents were like, don't worry. You'll go to the hard rock. Like you'll love it, whatever. Um, so I was, I remember it was like my third or fourth day that I was here. Um, I had a, an experience with a client that was like out of this world. Like it's, it's a completely different world at Hard Rock than it is in Weston.
0: Sure. And
1: that was kind of like an eye-opening experience for me. Yeah. Um, and then from there on, like, you know, every day I never know what's going to go on here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you get a so. wide variety of people oh yeah I'm sure
0: it's uh, always a new experience yeah so you kind of you get trained in, in in the in the stones you have an unbelievable education about what you guys have you have experience but then you get thrusted into being on your own in a store i think that's kind of counterintuitive to what most people think about growing up inside of an entrepreneurial family or coming up inside of a family business is that there's this nepotism and that you're kind of just given things and handed things. You've really had to earn your way into that store and learn how to manage and lead and, and also run the business on your side. What has it been like being young, being thrusted into that role with COVID, with all of the other things that you have going on with the struggle for talent inside of retail right now? How do yeah. you manage all that at a young age and try to figure it all out?
1: Yeah. Well, when I, when I first started working in Weston, um, before I even came over to Hard Rock, that's when I first started, like I guess, my training. Sure. And I would go and help, help a client that would come in. And then the client would leave and my dad would come over to me and just grill me. Like he's, he's like a little more old school. Like he'd be like, okay, like, you know, you did this well, but you know, you could, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And like, he's not a very good, you know, communicator when it comes to like trying to learn and teach someone how to do certain things. Sure. So that was like a three week time span of like trying to figure things out on my own. And then I move over to Hard Rock and I still know nothing. Basically thrown into the fire, trying to figure out how to do everything. Yeah, um, I think I called my dad about 40 times a day <laughs> and I asked like random questions about some things were like important. Some things were pretty stupid. It's just I just didn't know how to do anything. Sure. And I was kind of afraid of, of making mistakes. Yeah. Um, as time went on, I kind of realized, you know, it's good to make mistakes because that's the only way that you'll learn and grow from them. Sure. And that's kind of what I explained to a lot of you know our employees here. Obviously, you know, you don't want to make the same mistake multiple times, but at the end of the day, that's the only way you can learn and grow. Yeah. Um, when I first started working at Hard Rock, I didn't want to like be, come in and like, like you were saying, like set up a whole, like everything is handed to you and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I always explain to, you know, our, our team here that, you know, we're all on the same level here. I, I actually knew less than they did, even though I grew up in the business, so like, when when sure, you're like the I, I think
0: that's some people who don't know your your situation like you're running the store that's got retail sales associates in it that have been in the jewelry business for 30 40 years so yeah. they yeah. have more experience than you right. yet you've been put in a leadership role inside of that store and you know i i've i've had the honor and the privilege to be able to work with you in navigating right. some of those things but it's been super cool to see you succeed in it
1: Yeah, I I appreciate that. But um, I mean, even though I wasn't growing up inside the store, you know, when it comes to family business and working in retail, it never stops. So I would go to school. You know, I'd sit home on family dinners, and the conversation was always work related. So even though (laughs) I didn't think I was actually learning anything because I wasn't in the store, there is so much that I've I've learned through the years, probably since I was I don't know ten years old about all these little things that. I've like helped to, you know, use when it came to kind of training everyone. And it took me a, a little while to be comfortable in, in, you know, speaking to someone who has 30, 40 years of experience when sure. I, you know, they've, they've been working longer than I've been alive. So yeah. like it's hard to look at a young kid and listen to them. Um, so I can definitely thank you for that in terms of, you know, creating a good you know operation and preparing me and helping me with certain conversations that are not always the easiest, but, um, it's it definitely helped a lot.
0: It's my pleasure and it's been my honor to have you on the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. You did an absolutely fantastic job. To me, the things you talked about, which were failing in order to learn, not being afraid to be uncomfortable and just getting in it and doing it. And uh, ultimately what you just talked about of navigating that relationship with people that may have more experience than you, but understanding how to get on a level playing field with them and use them in order to be able to gain information and help the organization go forward is is just great stuff. So congratulations to you. A reminder to everybody that next week is Valentine's Day. So if you are not prepared, you should stop by the Hard Rock and go see Jesse and Weston Jewelers. Or if you're out in Weston, go see them there. Jesse, fantastic job. It's always my pleasure to be around you and work with you. Thank you for being a guest. Let's get down to business.
1: Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. my Friends keep
0: telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business.
1: Let's get down. Let's get down to business.